the internet, and welcome to Season 104, Episode 2 of Dear Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially, off the top, fuck Coke fuck Industries, em. as in the Coke Brothers one, and fuck Fox News. Fuck it's Tuesday, October 15th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. On a gathering storm comes a Jack O'Brien with a dusty black coat and a red hot take. Yeah, old Nick Cave. It's a bad season. I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. I'm Miles Double D Double Die. Miles Gray Double Die. Smoking weed Double Die. Got E D Double Die. Tuscany Double Die. Drink cold brew Double Die. Miles Gray Double Die. Okay, yeah. thank you to Paul Garaventa for that uh, just spot-on <laughs> rendition of Eiffel 65, aka. Damn, it's wild when you do a po- when you do a podcast and people you truly see how what the distillation of your entire presence is. Right. Ed Cold Brew Tuscany. Yeah, I mean those uh, are those it. are just it's honest who you are right now. It's I'm, yeah, I'm honest and open. Right. Yeah. That's how you're you're also constantly changing. You know. Thank you. We're we're evolving. I, although so. to be fair, I think prior to this, there would just be the same thing minus Tuscany. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know. On, uh, at our three-year anniversary, thank who knows you. Thanks what for, yeah. fourth thing you'll be obsessed Thanks with at that time. Uh, we're thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the amazingly talented host of the Night Call podcast, Emily Yoshida. Hello. What's up? Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. I, you- I love, I, I was wondering if like every single episode there's an Eiffel 65 cover or parody <laughs> song, which, in which case like if there isn't, we should steal that for Night Call. Yeah, uh, it's very it's really easy structure idea. actually yeah. when you think about it. So. Well, I, like the, the verses are actually easier if you're doing a song about a person because that's like where they're like blue blue is house like you could you could you could fit in more right right um, right person specific details there but you sound very inspired by that AK. I am no I was thinking about it it's like I I feel like yeah the, the possibilities are endless hell anyway. yeah I mean the, the lyrics are a little they are very story like yo listen up here's it's a story st- about a little guy that lives in a blue world <laughs> cool it's a story doesn't even song. have to rhyme yeah uh, yeah it's, uh, three chords in the truth Emily, you are uh, the co-host of one of my favorite podcasts, Night Call. Uh, You are, I think, the last of the co-hosts come on and uh, be a guest on the Daily Zeitgeist. We're so thrilled to have you. I only recently came back to Los Angeles. Yes, welcome back, welcome back. My chance to be in studio here, but um, glad to have you. I feel like I have a lot to live up to, too. Um, I'm moving from New York. Okay. I've heard um, of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, o- overrated. Uh, you must know. Face, you New up? York. <laughs> uh, I grew up in Iowa and uh, around Seattle as oh, okay. well. Got so, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So people who are going to accuse you of a LA bias, you know, fall back. Right. Well, I do have an LA bias. Um, in general. In general. <laughs> but I, I am also just, I, I'm, I'm a Midwestern and West Coast person at heart. And, and like lastly, like distant, distant third, it would be East Coast. I, I, I find, I, I find it a little bit alien there in an, in an interesting way sometimes. What's it like being Japanese and Midwestern? Uh, it's great. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, I, I talked about this on, um, on Ethnically Ambiguous, but you know what the great unifier is? Huh. 
corn. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> and mayonnaise. Yeah, on everything. <laughs> Damn, see, maybe that's why I have an affinity for the Midwest, too, even yeah. though I'm a coastal half-Japanese person. Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? I mean, the big problem is dairy. You know, that's the big, like, oh, I wish I could drink a milkshake every single day. Lactate. But... Oh, I have. Luckily, I, I'm built for lactose like oh. japanese milk is my favorite drink like when it's like five percent fat oh my god it's i've never ha- I, I don't know that i've even Isn't ever had japanese milk. Ah, come on jack come on, what the fuck? <laughs> Man, we call it milk right yeah. we call it whatever don't call me half and half i feel like do people who are built for lactose don't you still like get gassy and shit from milk or it's just you can drink it like it's water I don't know. I don't. I've never connected any kind of physical discomfort with to my milk? consumption of any oh, kind of man. dairy products. See, I would eat nothing. I'll but eat cereal. a queso fundido, like just <laughs> without the chips. I'll just scrape the molten cheese into my gullet. Yeah. See, yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, you know, I love, I love dairy. I love cheese. I love milkshakes and ice cream. They're my favorite thing. And like, it's just like a weird coincidence that I happen to feel like shit and have to like go <laughs> right it can't be this yeah it's not it has nothing to do with drinking a milkshake and eating onion rings every day which is what I did for my first couple of years in Los Angeles also because yeah. the diners here are wonderful so um but yeah then I then I realized that um maybe I shouldn't should, yeah I, I mean cut down. I think for yeah a lot a lot of my Japanese friends can't eat dairy a lot of my black family can't eat dairy I don't know how I've threaded the needle to just be like eating like this. You've tried I, I grew up eating cereal every morning with with milk on it, but and then, then farting your way to school. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know if I was like I don't I don't remember having like I, I had stomach pains like any other kid, you know, <laughs> all the time. I uh, was just in the fetal position for the first few periods of uh, school, but. Yeah. Uh, but no, when I my wife is lactose intolerant, and she like once we were married, we I stopped eating as much lactose, and then I feel like I started noticing that it fucks me up a oh, little right, bit. Right, right, so right. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. like if it's just that I cut down on it and then it started fucking me up, sure. or if I just started noticing that it was fucking me like up. Like that yeah. addict mentality, where it's right. like I think because I'm taking less, it's actually making me worse. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just need to. I, I need, need to get step right. It I, up. Need I need to get double right. Down, I remember. Yeah, it wasn't always like this. <laughs> Not until I stopped doing it was it like this. But if I tried to eat a bowl of cereal in the morning with milk, it would ruin my day. Ugh, no, the, yeah. even the thought of that makes me a you little. You know how bit disgusting nauseous. I am. Back in the day, man, uh, <laughs> my house, my mom would drink with coffee. Have like half and half. There wasn't milk. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh half I've done and half that. on the granola. Oh, <laughs> on frosted flakes. That is it's, decadent. Yeah, yes, pure decadence. Decadence. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that sounds incredible. I mean, that just sounds with like granola, a dessert. It's great because yeah. it strips all the sugar off the granola, yeah. so then you're left with this. It's fucking, like frosting. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> <Just eating frosting. laughs> oh my god. Shit. Uh, don't like do that. I don't. I know. I've only done that maybe forty three times this <laughs> right. month. But <laughs> the half and half challenge. Yeah. Tell us what the best cereal is with Fart half. Fart your half, way to guys. school, kids. <laughs> uh, Emily, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, oh, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. Uh, we're talking about the uh, Bernie v. Warren feud slash contrast, I guess. Yeah, that's more. To, they're not, they're not at it yet. A single policy disagreement that has caught people's attention. Uh, we're going to talk about the Trump slaughter meme video uh, that got played at his Doral uh, resort over the weekend. We're going to talk about Facebook having all these coincidentally right-wing views and policies and outcomes of their policies uh, and just ask the question, is this all a coincidence? 
Uh, we are going to check in with the whistleblower scandal and the ongoing impeachment. Uh, ask the question, Gordon Sondland, dumb? Uh, <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Possibly uh, very dumb. Yes. And then we're going to get into some food stuff, uh, plain food getting better and more sustainable, Halloween candy getting weed. Weedy. Weedy. Yeah. Getting Weedier. Weed infused. Uh, all that and plenty more. Tic Tacs getting Coca-Cola. Yikes. Flavors. Do we need that? But I don't know. I so. Why I, Tic Tacs kind of fuck with how my teeth feel anyways, and mm-hmm. Coca-Cola always fucks yeah. with how What do you mean so how like, they feel? They It just doesn't, like, gum or, like, there's certain gum that makes my teeth feel, like, clean, and yeah. other gum or mints that make it feel, like, kind of gritty. Yeah. And, and Tic Tacs are not... On the uh, good well, side of that equation, well, are just sugar. They don't. Right. They're um. They're not sugar free. So. Right. Yeah. But it's just. It's weird. It's like. It's very interesting to think about the mode in which you would want to have the taste of Coca Cola. Yeah, and like a, because you can have a diet Coke if you don't want the calories, but it's for you, someone who wants a dehydrated. You version. want a dehi- right. a little yeah. tiny dehydrated Coca Cola right. in your mouth to suck on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And my saliva will be the carbonated water. Yes. How they market tested to find that that was like the, the, a thing. Yeah, the void that needed to be filled. Uh, but first, Emily, we like to ask our guest, "What is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are?" Oh, oh, oh! I have to bring this up because I had to do a screen grab. Um, there's a bunch, but I mean, you can take your pick. I've so, um, okay, so I was looking, I, I, my great procrastination thing now, um, when I am working, uh, which is better than online shopping or anything else is just like looking up some new, very obscure aspect of my, uh, natal chart, uh, <laughs> and figuring out what the deal is with it. So, so, so what, what's an obscure, what's an example of that? So I have, um... It's called like a focal planet, and it's apparently like a bad thing. <laughs> Maybe it's not bad. Maybe I'm being too judgmental, but it's like a certain kind of arrangement of planets on your chart. And so I have I have Jupiter squared the moon and Pluto oh, in God. my chart. Yeah, I know. Right? I didn't want to tell you guys. Wait, did you say Jupiter squared the moon and Yeah, we should not be Pluto? in a room. We should not be in a room with her right now. Well, I had all to the s- blood just drained from my face. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, Tana's dead. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm like keeping what does my that eyes down right now. Um, well, so I, I'm I'd not imagine, really sure. Did it start honestly. with you being into like the astrology, <laughs> right? And then, then going like, but there's a deeper layer. Yeah, and it's like layer. I keep going deeper and deeper, and I think eventually I'm just gonna get like my chart done professionally. But for right now, I just keep like finding new things to look up because you can look up like literally everything online um so did you know the moment of your birth down to the minute i know it like to an hour or so okay so so that's what the natal chart like getting specific with the natal chart is like what exactly were the organization of the planets right yeah and And like what houses everything was you (laughs) have to have that you have to have your birth time in order to know all that stuff wow it's just and it's like i i think i just find it uh a good procrastination thing because it's like I feel like I'll never get to the bottom of it because right. I'll never fully understand right. it. So it's just something I can like look at and and keep you know doing searches of. So th- that was the last thing that I looked up was my my squareage in uh, Jupiter. And is, is there a time when like everything will be arranged the same again? 
Uh, um, I don't think so. I think it's called the Age of Aquarius. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that? I, I don't, don't know. know. Is it, aren't the <laughs> lyrics? You said that with such confidence. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> duh. Well, there's this uh, Netflix German show called Dark that has. It's like a time travel thing where everything mm. happens in increments of 33 years because uh, that's the difference in like I think it's some astrological oh. thing where well, like. Well, there's like um, your Saturn return is I think every 28 or 29 years, and that's okay. always a big. That's a thing that people make a big deal about with astrology, and that's supposed to be like a time of challenge, which also happens to coincide with your late 20s, which is always going to be like oh, <laughs> yeah. funky no matter what. Um, a challenge when I'm 29. Yeah. No, what? No way. How could um, they predict this economy? It? Yeah. Um, I I don't think I think one of the things about it is it's really hard to have the same chart uh twice but i did see something recently on an instagram account i follow about astrology that there are two people two famous people who have almost identical charts and they are uh indie musician saint vincent and lil wayne they have oh. almost identical charts i guess they were like born the same day or something wow. they were born year. the same wow that's an interesting class to think of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> class. <laughs> Classic That's kids. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but um, if you don't remember, Jack, from Hair, uh, when the moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter aligns oh, with Mars, oh, thank you, thank then you, peace you. will guide the planets and, and love will steal the stars. stars. This yeah. is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Yeah. Oh, so we must be in it then now, right? No, I think that was in um, 1969 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, apparently not. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Okay, okay. I had to ask. I had to ask my husband what this would be because I think so many things are overrated right. that I was like, just give me something that I complain about. Um, we kind of came up with this one together, and I have the matching underrated one as well. This preamble is that I've been seeing a lot of movies again recently in Los Angeles, which I love, and particularly ArcLight. <laughs> I I feel a great deal of nostalgia, and I don't know. I I actually worked at ArcLight for a couple weeks once, but I just think it's a great movie going experience. But people that I know in LA have been slagging a lot on ArcLight recently. Mm. Um, I guess because it's expensive, which it is. Um, yes. I am personal. If I'm gonna, it's already like so expensive to see a movie anyway. Like right. a couple bucks more to not see a bunch of ads. I'm like fine with, but um, but they just. Oh, I won't name a brand because I don't want to like specifically naysay a brand but um there is a certain there are many chains of theaters like boutique chains of theaters yeah it's about i pick i pick yeah you know i love the <laughs> i pick lifestyle has anybody actually been to an i pick i theater? did on a date i have to and i forgot my wallet you know that those theaters are basically just to qualify netflix films for oscars yeah, yeah that's oh, like that but that's not how they started though no, it was like a no. terrible investment opportunity yeah. for people who were like no people want 18 dollar <laughs> truffle fries that come cold to their seat while right. they're watching glorious bastards i didn't realize they had food at an ipic yeah that's so oh, yes. stupid uh like who who one who goes to ipic and then who sorry ipic but who goes to ipic and who orders food at ipic well yeah i think that's for a very specific bracket of yeah consumer. um but I'm sorry, so you didn't want to slag off a specific brand. Yes, but the whole thing of like now you can go to the movies and you can get uh, queso and craft beer uh, and a whole pizza uh, um, while you watch Joker, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, I actually and that's like now a value add and it's like 
oh, like now that we'll get the people to the theaters because they can have they can have melted cheese like while they watch a movie or like a salad, like a salmon salad, yeah. <laughs> um, which is like fine. But the food is never that good. And I just think that like eating a meal in a theater in general and also like drinking in, in a theater is highly overrated. It's distracting. It's very distracting. It makes the theater smell like ass. Um, like over time, if yeah. you've ever been in like an older establishment that yeah. does this a lot, it's not like bad. a bar. Um, so I, I, I've really been appreciating the pure, unadulterated movie going experience at the ArcLight recently. Um, is that your underrated? That's not my underrated. My underrated is actually like another thing that I, a very basic like. So that's what I would consider like boutique movie going, like artisanal right. movie going, right, like all right. these fancy things that like you can only get at this one chain or whatever. Right. Um, the underrated thing is just like at any old Regal or whatever. Like having an icy during a movie is like the best thing in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you haven't had an icy at a movie and I know it's like the end of summer now so it's not really like summer movie going season but I do I try to make time to see like at least two movies over the summer where I have an icy during them oh wow <laughs> I like, I like I plan I'm like that's a movie for seeing it with an icy um what were your two most recent icy movies um well actually uh, well this isn't a summer oh I guess it was sort of a summer movie <laughs> no I did I do remember that I saw the first It movie with an icy and That's it was good, great good icy um, I don't really remember that much about it I think I, I was sick at the time too but it felt really uh, what flavor that. Um, I red get, or blue I get the red one okay yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. or the white one or the one. white yeah okay yeah. Good. Good red or white one um, they also do a cola one of that. Speaking oh, of other yeah. mediums for cola flavor. Well, when it's the icy, the proper one with the dog and the knit sweatshirt, knit sweater, isn't that the icy logo? Or right. it's a polar bear in a sweater. I thought it was a dog. With uh, a... Icy has the polar bear. In What's the... the one that has like the dog with like the like the is bloodhound? That, is that a Slurpee? No, maybe no. it's a, whatever. I, I'm getting all my Slurpee is the Seven Eleven one. I think that's yeah. They don't have an animal. Though. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, I haven't had a Slurpee in a second. Um, just like sugar soda in general. Uh, this is like very bad and irresponsible of me to say, but I do think it's like underrated because if you haven't had a sugar soda in years, like I usually haven't. When you have one, yeah. it's just like, holy shit. Like I can't Virgil's believe this is legal. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, like a real like like true sugar uh, soda. Oh my God. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. When I yeah. quit drinking alcohol, I got back into sugar sodas. And, uh, <laughs> like what, like Mexican worse Coke? for me. It's uh, probably worse yeah, for Mexican you. Mexican Coke, uh, oh, yeah. root beer, ginger beer. Pepsi throwback. Yeah, all, all oh, that man. shit. Uh, Mountain Dew, which I had to quit also. Oh, Mountain uh, Dew is pretty yeah. brutal. Yeah, I don't Mountain know if Dew I could drink a Mountain Dew in 2019. Uh, the cola... He stopped wearing glasses <laughs> since he stopped drinking Mountain Dew. <laughs> the, cola, I, the cola I see is, uh, is actually pretty good. I w- yeah, I would it's say. not bad. Yeah. It just wouldn't be the first one I would go for. Yeah, oh, maybe for Slushy sure. is the one with the other yes. one. Slushy. Slush Puppy. Slush puppy. No, wait, Slushy? Slush Puppy. Slush Puppy. Slush puppy. Yeah, the, that's those the Those are like the more icy ones. The The rest are like more uh, kind of a... Or Slush, I don't know. I'm sure there's A natural blend of ice radio. and uh, yeah. liquid, whereas Slush Puppies are... It's like really finely crushed ice. I think. Yeah, yeah. Sure. That's always uh, kind of a bummer, though, when you right. get to the part where you sucked all the syrup yeah. out and it's just ice. Yeah. Slush puppies are basically know. snow cones, but, right? Yeah, like, right. with more. Well, I think what, syrup. To your overrated, I was just thinking it. 
the theaters are just trying to do too much and it's such a blatant cash grab because they're trying yeah. to say, fuck the dinner in a movie thing. It's right. dinner in your movie now. Right. And right. we'll take all of that money, thank you, yeah. in, a, in a seat that will recline into a bed so right. then you will fall asleep <sighs> after you ate your nine billion calorie dinner. And just every time I'm in a theater like that, I go to sleep. Yeah. yeah. And I like it at first. I was like, oh shit, look at this. It goes all the way back. Yeah. And then I'm asleep. Yeah. 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 There's so. some that give out blankets. Like, right. which is like, ew, also. Like, <laughs> yeah. why would you want right. a blanket from yeah. a movie theater? It's worse than a blanket on an airplane. It's like, I'm not Excuse infirmed. Me. Do you, do you yeah. have any, uh, used blankets by any chance? <laughs> uh, and Ugh. finally, what's a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Oh, well, I mean, this is something we talk about on Night Call all the time. So you guys are probably sick of hearing this if you listen to our show. But the Instagram is not listening to you. Or that like any like basically any app on your phone isn't listening to you. When those ads show up because they're like, I was just talking about this cold yeah. brew right. maker. It's so it's like a tr- it's it, people are telling themselves that they're not listening to you so you can continue to justify using Instagram all the time. But it's fucking Occam's razor. Like, why would they give you a free app? To right. look at all your friends and catch up with like your relatives and stuff and right. like post selfies. They don't give a shit about your selfies. They just want to know where you're going and what you're doing and target advertising to you. It's like it's it's crazy how much like that's still controversial. Although I think more people are coming over to the light side with this one. Well, and I think um, people don't they underestimate that like whenever you're pretty much passively signed into Facebook, whether you like it or oh, not in your yeah. browser. So it's just taking every anything that has a Facebook like, yeah. logo on it, it's yeah. farming it back into that. Yeah. That's why I'm like, oh, right. That's why the ads I'm being served are based on something I just looked at in my browser because that's how they go, oh, you yeah. like that thing? Yeah, yeah the ad. Facebook thing, Once if you were able to unplug from Facebook, which I did a couple of years ago, that is like... It, that actually really lessens a lot of those uncanny things of like, why is this thing following me across the internet? Because the Facebook thing being, yeah, it's just every single site will log you into Facebook yeah. that you go onto. And so, yeah, it's it's a good thing to to get off of. But I know that a lot of people like it's the only way. Again, we talked about this on ethnically, ethnically Ambiguous. It's like the only way that you can keep in touch with people a lot of times. So right. I, I, I'm, I get that. But. I mean... The thing is, Facebook's all about connecting people. It right, is all man. about. How can that be wrong? Ugh, the, the like <laughs> ads right now that are like pushing Facebook groups, like it's fucking two thousand nine or something. Right. Like, um, like find your people on Facebook. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's like message boards or something like that. I don't know. I mean, yeah, there are Facebook groups and they're all racist. Right. <laughs> and like organizing people to to set fire to homeless encampments and stuff. Like that's um. Bringing people together, you know? Bringing people together. I mean, who'd have thought? You know, I just started it as a way to, like, rate chicks, you know? Like, how hot they were. (laughs) Right. Who who could have known it would have gone badly? (laughs) First, I thought it would be funny to compare them to farm animals. Yeah. Yeah. But then I thought, no. (laughs) Uh, I drink massive amounts of Snapple apple. (laughs) Right. What was that photo that... We we were looking at a like an article when Zuckerberg was first featured in two thousand four, and they showed his sad dorm room. Right, and there's some obscure drink. I think it was like yeah, it was something some apple Snapple. pie or something. Right, Snapple weird. apple pie. That's what it was. Snapple apple yeah. pie. And we were like, this is. It was like his desk in this empty bottle. And you're like, oh my god. Yeah. Of course, this is what <laughs> works. See, okay, apple pie as a soda, Mm-mm. I would do. I would really not a Snapple though. Yeah. 
Like it needs to be carbonated. It needs to be like adjacent to a, a cream soda or something. Mm-hmm. Like a cream soda with apple in it. Doesn't that right. sound apple kind of good? Apple pie a la mode. Yeah, Ooh, okay. yeah. That's that a good, good flavor. Kind of like yeah. a like a mulling like a mulling cider. Yes. But carbonated. Yeah. With a little right. cream flavor. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, I've great. come around. A little. But but snapple flesh. no like not wait the yeah not not made from the best stuff in the world. Is the snapple lady that. okay? Yeah yeah she's great. Wait, okay. what happened? With Why her? are you uh, speaking she, so no, quickly? I have no idea. <laughs> Jesus. I saw her yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Wendy Kaufman. Wendy She's Kaufman. great. Crushing it. Is she a, a milkshake duck? Has she done anything horrible? Has she no. gone on a racist tirade? Cor- currently, post Snapple, uh, just did I Love the 90s, Celebrity Fit Club, and that's about it. Hell yeah. Um, okay. The owner of Schweppes brand filed. No. Okay, that's no. It said she was on Fox News, like, what? Mm. To explain something that happened to her. Thank okay. God. Got it. You can, this is the only way you can go on Fox News to explain something that happened to you. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, there has been a policy disagreement between Bernie and Elizabeth Warren. Um, this is news because they are the two leading candidates besides Joe Biden. Yeah. And they're both seen as progressives. Obviously, uh, Bernie would never identify as a capitalist like Elizabeth Warren has. She said, I'm a down to my bones capitalist. I used to be a Republican. Heck. Um, yeah. And I think now, you know, she's had, um, she had her accountable capitalism act, which was sort of being like, how do we make capitalism work for people? Right. Most mm-hmm. people would say, argue that it might not be able to work for people, right. but this is a stab at it. Um, and then Bernie on Monday announced the, uh, corporate accountability and, de- and democracy platform. And this is a much more articulated step towards socialism than most of the things we've seen. Uh, in terms of like, you know, there's there's similarities, right? Like with uh, Warren's plan, she wanted to uh, like sort of tax companies that are doing a billion dollars in revenue a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and which is cooler than a million. Which is cooler. Uh, but Sanders' plan is having corporations with a hundred million dollars or more in revenue um, and all publicly traded com- uh, companies basically transfer 2% of their stocks per year until... 20% of the company is owned by the workers themselves. Mm. So before, like Elizabeth Warren's plan didn't have anything like this of that, like transferring ownership to the workers. Mm-hmm. And this this new Bernie plan is doing precisely that. Um, and when you think about the amount of people, that would roughly affect around 56 million people, uh, 22,000 companies. Um, and sort of this idea too, that that they would actually own some of this stock, like they would begin to make money because I think, what people don't realize too is the way a lot of these like wealthier people who uh, work with these companies they extract the wealth through these stock options. Right. Yeah, and by by putting those things in the hands of the workers, they're now they have a seat at the table. There's also similarities too where they want forty five percent of the board um, to be uh, chosen by the workers. Elizabeth Warren's plan was like forty percent. A lot of people who are, you know, strict socialists would say 45 isn't enough. It should be technically 51 percent if you mm-hmm. want to have true ownership of mm-hmm. the workers. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people also look at this of like, well, if you think if you watch Succession, you know that having 45 percent control over something is a is a pretty significant thing because mm-hmm. a lot of the times ownership's fractured. So to have a, mm-hmm. a block of ownership that's like that well or at least organized or rallied around a certain point would help things. 
Um, but I think at the very least, it's a very it's it's a great step to drive the conversation further left and to have people begin actually talking about these things. Because mm -hmm. before it's like, why don't we just tax the wealthy and right. like they can yeah. stay wealthy? It's like, what if like the people who are creating the revenue, right. the wealth are also cut into this scheme. So right. where do you get this idea? Venezuela, Soviet Russia, <laughs> where, <laughs> yeah. where, where, where is this coming he from? He goes to Venezuela once and uh, he sees a bunch of starving people, uh, whatever the Fox News. No, it's actually inspired by corporate co-determination in Germany. Right, yeah, uh, the co-determination Very thing, successful yeah. country uh, economically. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so again, this is where we're starting to see where Elizabeth Warren, who is a capitalist, be, have those different policy points as Bernie Sanders, who is a socialist. And we we will see what happens. I mean, either way, I feel like both candidates make the investment bankers uh, and that class of people nervous. Right. But I think when you're hearing someone say, no, 20% of this company is actually going to be taken from you and put into the workers' hands, yeah. you can only imagine the kind of uh, smear money that'll be spent Oh, yeah. Uh, if Bernie were to be picked. Yeah. Do you think that, that Elizabeth Warren will eventually like come around and try to, to, you know, implement her own plan like that or something? I mean, it feels like. Yeah. I don't. I mean, she strikes me as someone who's like, I see what's wrong with capitalism. So yeah. if we just change these yeah. things, it'll be a little more equitable. Or add but, some socialist aspects to capitalism. Yeah. And still be essentially capitalist. But I think yeah. maybe she's trying to thread the needle of like, <clears throat> I don't, I'll say capitalist still because I need to slow boil the frogs on Wall Street right. into realizing what's happening versus something like this, which is like, oh. <laughs> right. What, what 20% over 10 years? Right. A company's $100 million? Yeah. I mean, at least Elizabeth Warren was doing a billion, like the like giant companies. See, I feel like, I feel, I mean, I, I think that I'm the Bernie plan sounds amazing. Yeah. Sounds great. But I also feel like it's like the side effect of it will be that it'll just scare people back to Elizabeth Warren, which is also like not bad. <laughs> no, yeah. I guess that's the you thing. It, it's really down to whether or not we... If people think there's a version of capitalism that can work in this country, yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Right, uh, well, it's, got, it's or more if, than just taxing people at this point. Yeah, like I mean, we have it's it's runaway predatory capitalism, yeah, and I yeah. don't know how you rein it in, and you know, a, a systemic change like going into socialism. I think that's what a lot of people are having to find themselves wrestling with. Yeah, because at the same time, it's like, what? Why are you? What's the point of defending billionaires? Right. I think it's because a lot, a lot of the times in our minds, we think like, well, that could maybe that could be, be me, me someday. So yeah. I don't want to like hurt them because that could yeah. hurt me and my ends in the future. Meanwhile, yeah. I am nowhere close Under the to being a hundred thousandaire. You will not be yeah. a billionaire. Yeah. There, there are things in place to make sure you're not. Um, Unless you win Powerball. And then do really good with your investments. But that's definitely going to happen. Everybody okay, listening, Jack, everybody listening to this show right now, you will win Powerball. Don't give up on your dreams. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just listen to that and song. Play nice. Oh my God, I was listening to, or I was. This is like a good drugstore uh, song. Uh, what's it? Who does that song? High hopes. The like awful. Oh, panic at the, the disco. Oh. oh yeah. <laughs> High, High hopes. No. High hopes. <laughs> no. But that song, like, I, I remember feeling like that's this is like a fascist capitalist song. Like, oh, it's yeah. like so, like, because I was just sitting in line. Like, that's when you really have to pay attention to a song. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is just convincing everybody that they're yeah, going like, to fucking wait. win Powerball one day and be a millionaire. This is poisonous. It's like, don't right. worry, let's <laughs> dangle this thing in front of yeah. you. That is a, also an illusion. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. Had to have high yeah. for a living. Shooting oh. for the stars when I couldn't make a killing. Didn't have a dime, but I always had a vision. Oh, Always had high, high, ho, 
hopes Thank while you. I'm in the CVS for meds <laughs> I can't afford. Exactly. Uh, Trying to pretend my Mercedes ain't afford. Wow. You know what I mean? Got Damn, regular dog. like weird here, up in I just, here. Yeah, just I do like working people parody songs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, make a Jay Z song about me now. <laughs> make it like about how I'm cool. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but work on it a little bit more than right now. Do three minutes. Biden Jay-Z has never written a song about how he's cool, so it would be impossible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's about how he's a capitalist, actually. All Jay-Z songs yep. are, I'm a capitalist. Come on, mm-hmm. man. You already knew this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think so- Sanders' followers' concern is that literally every single time that a capitalist has... Uh, talked about, you know, hope and change prior to getting into the White House. The direction that they have uh, evolved once they got power was towards, you know, the interests of capital. Um, But, you know, I I guess the rebuttal to that would be that Elizabeth Warren was the main force behind uh, that movement to, you know, rein in predatory capitalism. it's hard to know what how anyone ends up when they pull up to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue That's right. and what happens in there. Uh, we do know, though, this is just in the top uh, headline on Drudge Report right now, is that Michael Bloomberg is now mulling entering presidential race as Biden struggles. Uh, so I'm sorry, what? That, huh? That's going with the whole um, Starbucks a, guy thing where it's like... We need a billionaire centrist? Yes. Basically. He already announced... To look out for the He announced like an exploratory yeah. committee right. or something. I think, right. And I think in unison, people are like, no. no. Right. <laughs> like the subway. It's like the same time... No, it was Bloomberg, right? Not de, de Blasio. Or did oh, you yeah, say yeah. Bloomberg? No, no. De Blasio. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no. My bad. My bad. Listen, I'm a New Yorker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, no, because didn't de Blasio... He was also... Wasn't yeah. he flirting with it too? And yeah. I think that was the refrain I heard everyone that, was like, that, that look was at the city. No. Yeah, but yeah. I think they're both no's for different reasons. Right. De Blasio is like just a truly embarrassing figure right now. Um, yeah, and and then fix the subways is the easy rallying cry around that. But but Bloomberg, I mean, I don't need a fucking another billionaire right. uh, presidential candidate. I don't know. It's just, I mean, I don't really know how well he ran New York because I didn't live there for his his like what how many terms he had like four right <laughs> um but i don't know i feel like it it was sort of planting the seed for a lot of the kind of like crazy real estate speculation and, and pushing out right. like low income housing and stuff like that that we have now um in in new york and all over the country in los angeles um, anywhere you yeah people building luxury apartments that no yeah. one can afford uh did you live in bloomberg's new york I did. Jack? Yeah. Any I moved takes? to New York at a time when... Uh, there was a doo-wop group on every corner? It was still... There was a doo-wop group on every corner mm-hmm. singing around a trash campfire. Mm-hmm. And uh, the people called the really clean, drinkable tap water Rudy Juice, because Rudy was still considered like having succeeded of- as Whoa. a mayor. Uh, and yeah, that those times are still here, because I'm a big Rudy fan. Is, uh, love is wait, work. Is is the water, the, which is the objectively best part about living in New York? Is that really Rudy Giuliani's no. doing? No, I don't Where's think any of them. And also the uh, I have no idea. Also the crime drop that he gets a lot of credit for. People have reported recently that a lot of that was 
basically putting pressure on police precincts to have their crime rate fall. And therefore, they became incredibly corrupt about not reporting a bunch of crimes. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And just reclassifying crimes that were, you know, sexual assault as misdemeanor something or other. Um, So, yeah. Uh, So it sounds like you're a no on Bloomberg. I'm a no on Bloomberg. Okay. Okay. I'm sure. For the record. Also, if we are worried about predatory capitalism. Yeah. No, I that's don't not... think you can be a, a billionaire and be yeah. all good. Uh, let's talk about the current billionaire. Wannabe billionaire, maybe billionaire, one-time billionaire. Ar- arguable billionaire. Uh, Arguable. So there was a conference over the weekend, last weekend, uh, called the American Priority Conference that was all about letting the world know what the Trump administration's priorities were, I guess, and conservatives' priorities were. I mean, it was a it was Full a wonderful on gathering. Yeah. The American the Amp Fest. I mean, you had there are people like Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Doju, Dana Lash from the NRA, Charlie Cook, Dinesh D'Souza. I mean, you know, another you know wonderful QAnon conspiracy theorists. It was a truly a gathering of. Uh, of Trump world. Funded by a private prison company. <laughs> yeah. Oh my uh, God. Funded by the GEO group, who was the largest uh, sponsor of this. Um, and they're, and they're, oh, look, to their credit, they're based in Florida, okay? That's maybe why they did it. Also, maybe a coincidence that 40% of their revenue comes from the feds. Maybe a coincidence that, uh, you know, they were doing really bad when uh, Obama was trying to move away from private prisons and then mm-hmm. Trump came fully back to them. Yeah, uh, but they've donated a lot of money. I mean, they dubbed, they donated what two hundred twenty five thousand to a super PAC uh, during the campaign, and then another quarter of a million uh, to the inaugural, inaugural committee. So this is a way a lot of people are like, "What the heck is this?" It's really because the GEO group needed a way to funnel more money into the Trump campaign right. by right. just yeah. being like, "Hi, we love you. We're going to spend all this money at Doral Golf Club." Right. Or Doral or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it took place at a Trump uh, resort. His biggest earner. Biggest earner. Biggest earner. uh, Still becoming less popular because he's, because the world is sane uh, generally. Um, But so a video was shown there uh, that basically depicted him slaughtering uh, Obama, Hillary Clinton, didn't name any, like literally anyone who's been on the other side of McCain, Trump. Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. And then when there That little boy who was mowing the lawn in the White House that he was yelling at in that meeting. <laughs> right. Slaughtered him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just a pretty gruesome, it's taken from a scene in one of the King's Men movies. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, the first King's Man. The King, <laughs> the King's Man. The King's Man. Uh, in which... Colin Firth, uh, notorious no, badass. That's, that's the King's Speech, Jack. <laughs> yeah. My he bad. Finally yeah. learns to Damn talk it. right. He, uh, he yeah. confuses them a lot. No, this is how he learns: <laughs> is by uh, doing a bunch of gun kata and killing like hundreds of people. I remember watching this movie on a plane and being like, "This is evil! Like whatever is happening here, <laughs> this is like really bad. Like it was just a un." remitting like murder fest and so they took that you know portion of the movie and turned it into a work of propaganda where people could like get charged up about trump killing his opponents yeah it was showing in the hall of memes yeah apparently at this 
thing. And a lot of people, obviously the outrage was immediate when clips were coming out and people were like, what the fuck is yeah. this? What is going on? They're like, if we had known, we would never have shown such a thing. Right. It's pretty chill video, you got to admit. Right. So um, this is like, um, I'm picturing like a kind of gallery hall where this isn't like a gilded frame. And somebody's <laughs> right, like, exactly. Uh, and there's a placard under underneath In it. In a weird way, there is like this room where there were TVs on stands, like in the corners. Holy that is shit. so funny. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. And it was mostly empty to all the journalists that were in there. They were like, yeah, this is like the hall of memes room. That's like a bunch of like 60 year old, like, yeah, like uh, private prison uh, people were yeah. like, oh, we hear that our younger constituents are right. uh, really into these things called memes. Let's get some... Can you show it to yeah. me on a television? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to access it on the computer, honey. Right. Uh, can we get uh, uh, some some TVs ordered in? So, yeah. Oh, my God. Miles it's so just showed funny. us a picture of what looks like an art gallery it with does. a like, that's what TV I was, in I the was corner. joking. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's a ballroom, yeah, with like weird lighting. Um, but yeah, the, apparently there was like a meme contest or whatever. And there are some people who actually suspect uh, a journalist on Twitter was saying that the video was posted by an account that was, quote, connected to Russian intelligence. Yeah, of course. But although at the same time, like, when you look at the people who make memes for Trump, like, I don't know how much of a difference that makes because, <laughs> right, <laughs> he has a meme Yeah, they have overlapping everywhere. interests. Um, but, I mean, the fact that it's being used to stoke a base that just recently, like, within the last year, tried to bomb a bunch of the people he... Uh, murders in this video mm -hmm. is, I don't know. It's just the sort of thing that, like, when people say that there's a left leftward bias in media and like the monoculture, it's insane to me. Because if this were the opposite, like, if somebody had created a meme where Obama like murders a bunch of people <laughs> after Obama, an Obama follower like tried to bomb a bunch of people, like they. The yeah. world would end. Yeah. They well, would look yeah. what happened to Catherine Griffin. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not that I think that was the best move or whatever, but that was a that response yeah. was no. wild from the right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yet well, here we are with this kind of shit. Kathy Griffin, the comic who appeared on a magazine cover with a severed head. With a severed head yeah. that looked a little bit like the president. Was meant to was, evoke the president, yeah. obviously. Uh and she is uh murdered in this video. Uh, oh, is she? Oh, I is didn't she? An, see her. I'm sure she. Yeah. She, she, she said she was. Well, yeah, and she I think was like, hey, is this cool though? Is this yeah. all right? With well, because it's memes though. Right, it's memes, and I think that's really the probably the intellectual defense they're deploying in their own minds. Like, right. Well, that's a meme, dude. I'm not like. It's just funny with because this. like we like. Do you guys remember what was it called? The um, jib jab. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like from like that was like early, early viral content. And I remember seeing it was like, dude looks like a lady, but it was like John Kerry. And it was like a like a video making fun of him, I guess, for Bush fans, mm -hmm. like where they made him look like a woman in it. Like very, <laughs> yeah, John very Kerry does look like a woman. Yeah, like yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it doesn't make any sense at all. But um, but it's like the exact same technology it's right, just right. like a floating head over a body um and we really haven't uh advanced any further in our <laughs> well pretty soon the deep fakes memes will probably I know. make their well, way that's what i was thinking i was like i still like this is this is really like abysmal and terrible to watch but 
I'm glad that it's not the deep fake version yet because that would be really bad. Well, th- that would be so much more graphic, I think. Yeah. But yeah. Either way, I mean, when like you're saying, Jack, we're already, you know, a lot of people are taking their cues from memes or whatever, uh, you know, the president, whatever he says in yeah. terms of who his enemies are. Yeah, the guy who sent all those bombs out and was just a really bad bomb maker or else we'd be talking about a completely different America that is like basically at a like at a boiling point of a civil war. Um that guy had like memes and shit plastered all over his van. He mm-hmm. had like, you know, yeah. uh, printouts from the internet and bumper stickers that talked about how he wanted to kill the mainstream media and you know, the fake news was everywhere. So I mean, and also, I mean, you look at all the violence that happens on the right. Yeah. Like it's hard to say Again. that this isn't all part of an active cycle that's continuing right. to happen. Yeah. Let's check in with the impeachment inquiry and the whistleblower. So the ambassador of the EU and the guy doing the heavy lifting between Trump, Ukraine, Giuliani, uh, and the guy who in the text was like, let's not do this over text message. Please call me. Uh, Gordon Sondland uh, is going to testify in front of Congress on Thursday. And we have some leaked information as to what he's planning to say. Yeah. I mean, I think just for people who don't remember what was going on, there was this back and forth, uh, like over texts where... <laughs> Kurt Volker basically, or not Kurt Volker, Gordon Sondland uh, came out with this really odd description defense of what the president was doing. So the thing that a lot of this testimony or what we think he's going to talk about is between him and Bill Taylor, where he's talking, Bill Taylor, I think is from the the Defense Department, um, or no, he's an ambassador. And when they're talking about, wait, I think Trump's holding aid, withholding aid from Ukraine. He actually articulates that. He said, as I said on the phone uh, to Gordon Sondland, I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance to help with a political campaign. Then five hours pass and then Gordon Sondland texts this. Bill, I believe you are incorrect about President Trump's intentions. The president has been crystal clear. No quid pro quos of any kind. The president is trying to evaluate whether Ukraine is truly going to adopt the transparency and reforms, blah, 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 blah. So the reporting is that he's going to, to Congress and saying, yes, that text where I when the guy calls out what the whole game is and I wait five hours to respond, I texted that because the president told me to do that. And dictated it. That was like basically written by the president. Yes. That tweet or that text. Yeah, that the text message that 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 was relayed to him directly in a phone call. Yes. Uh, then. But here's the here's the thing, though. Here, This is where he's going to flip it on Congress. OK, right. He's going to also plan to tell lawmakers he had no knowledge of whether the president was telling him the truth at that moment. Quote, it's only true that the president said it, not that it was the truth, is according to a source that's familiar with the logic with his team. I'm sorry. It's only true that the president said it, not that it was the truth. So So then he's... So he, it is a quid, quid pro quo? I mean, quote? he has a point. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I understand what that means. Not to be trusted in sure. any circumstance, but yeah. the president lying for no purpose to make himself... Well, I yeah. think what they're going to try and do is say that it was a, uh, a logical and righteous quid pro quo, that it needed to happen to rat out. I don't know. That's again, I see everybody's confused as I say this out loud, but this is apparently the thinking on this side because a lot of people are like, why doesn't he just not fucking cooperate? Like the white right. house is already giving him the cover at a stone wall. 
Uh, but I don't know if maybe, again, we were speculating last week when we heard he was going to testify. Like, is this just to create the optics of like, I am going to tell the truth. And this is where you guys are getting it all wrong. Right. Yeah. yeah the president said it, but we don't know if that's the truth. Right. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um, is and, this going to be closed door or the um, Sondland He testimony? might be. A lot of them have been closed door because Adam Schiff's logic around that is like by doing that, um, the president can't find out what they were saying so right. he can't get ahead of the story in any way right uh matt gates actually was trying to get into the testimony of uh his top aide on russia today um and they kicked him out because they're like what the fuck are you doing here you're like not on any committee that has anything to do with this because they're like you're just going to tell the president what's going on right please go right. sir um so again this guy gordon sondland he was working with everybody involved on this, the Ukrainians, Trump, Rudy Giuliani. And his whole thing is basically going to he's going to just claim ignorance about right. the whole thing. He's going to say, quote, this is from The Washington Post. Sondland appears poised to say that he and other diplomats did not know that the request to mention Burisma uh, was really an effort to impugn the reputations of Biden and his son, Hunter. So he contends, Sondland contends that he didn't know about the Biden connection until a whistleblower complaint and transcript surfaced in late September. Really? Mm-hmm. The guys on the other ambassadors was very clear. It's very clear to anyone who saw Rudy Giuliani on TV right. talking about this shit. Like, what, what is he going to suggest that they talked about when he was like, hey, stop saying that and call me? Like, what, what, how did that conversation go if he had no idea that like, there was any attempt to impugn Biden's reputation. I don't know. I it, it's so a lot of people are like, we don't know what this is. Yeah. What where's this yeah. is going? Yeah. Um. All right. <laughs> we'll mean, stay tuned. Yeah. Probably here. I would tell you this, sir. Don't lie to Congress on, under oath. Yeah. Like if you have, you know, why don't you go do the Corey Lewandowski thing? You know right. what I mean? I don't. I don't know where this ends up, but they clearly have a plan that they're going to play. Mm. Do they? Because yeah, he's. Testifying against the president's wishes. Well, but he is in a way, but it sounds like that's going to be the pivot. He's been which on. is like, yeah, we did, but the, here's the deal. We have to look into this stuff. Right, and then right. people will be like, well, shouldn't the DOJ investigate if there are Americans doing corrupt acts or something? Right. Oh, that's different, though. Right. I use Bill Barr to like lean on Rupert Murdoch to get Fox to fire Shepard Smith or something. Yeah. If that's what happened. Shout I don't out know. to Shep Smith. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back, and uh, there were some wildfires over the weekend, uh, not too far from where we live here in Southern California. Yeah, Miles. near Porter Ranch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that place. Oof. Um, and the way that the PG and E, uh, what, what's that stand for? Pacific Gas, Pacific and, Gas Electric. and Electric. The way they've chosen to try to deal with the threat of wildfire. This is. Uh, a time when wildfires always kick up because there's something called the Santa Ana winds mm-hmm. that Shout happens right now. Shout out to the Santa Ana winds. Shout out Santa Ana. We had Santa Ana winds and a... F- yeah. Hey. We had Santa Ana winds and a full moon last night. I know. It's like a recipe for disaster. Yeah. But this is like, this is something that I didn't, I hadn't experienced until I moved to LA. Like a a weather event where the wind is so strong that people like, have to like slow down driving it's, because yeah. it's just like it's like and then act as a bellows for right. a furnace of wildfires yes. yeah and like just things are falling like branches are falling out of trees and shit but yeah. anyways that is a big part of why uh wildfires will kick up because uh power lines will get downed and then you know because of the wind and then the wind will 
like you said, act as a bellows. So uh, Pacific Gas and Electric came up with the idea to uh, address, you know, their outdated electricity infrastructure and just like update all the equipment and everything was cool. Yep. That was great. And thank God, another story about corporate responsibility. Except oh, wait a not. Second. Yeah. So <laughs> they did none of that. First of all, PG&E is a fucking terrible fucking company. They're 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 not a public utility company. They're privately owned. They are profit driven. They are behind some of the most aggressive pushes against green energy in the state. As like I used to work on a lot of green energy initiatives like ballot propositions. PG&E was always the largest donor against anything having to do with uh, changing our like our uh, power mix in mm-hmm. the state. Um, so anyway, to give you a little idea of Pacific Gas and Electric. Um, and essentially, they're so focused on profits that they were basically convicted of like felonious negligence because their lack of upkeep of their own infrastructure led to these uh, wildfires that caused damages to the tune of $13.5 billion. Right. So they did the honorable thing and declared bankruptcy. Yeah. Um, and they told the courts basically that they said, look, we got to do a lot. That's the problem is we will never do this again. It's like, we got to get these transformers changed. We got to get trees trimmed. We got to get a lot of old equipment, like changed up our towers, things like that. And we're going to do that. That way we don't get into a situation like this cut to now. They've only done maybe less than one third of the things they told the court they had to do for, to like sort of make sure this wasn't going to happen again. So, you know, like their solution, rather than risking one of their power lines going down, uh, causing a fire, yep, they said, we'll just fucking shut this shit down. Uh, And it's mostly affecting people uh, up north in the Bay Area. Just shut down the power. Shut Mm -hmm. down the power, exactly. Right. Because it's like, well, if there's no power flowing through those lines, if they go down, no fires. Right. Um, And because those are the only damages they would be held accountable. Not like people, not the knock-on effect for people who don't have fucking power. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like people who need electricity or food that spoils or any kind of medical support, equipment, whatever it is, they're like, oh yeah, luckily we can duck that if we just keep it to the power stuff. Because if we have the power on and the lines go down, then we're on the hook again. Um, and they've just been doing a terrible job. I think when they started it, they're like computers went down. It's just been a, a fucking carnival, carnival of errors. So the Saddle Ridge fire, the one that's been going on over the weekend, that was just, I guess, revealed to have been caused by a spark from a power line. And was that a PG&E power line? No, I, I don't think that would have been PG&E because no. they, up. I think that would still be it's, DWP. I don't know um, what. Oh, Edison, Edison. that's right. SoCal yeah. Edison. SoCal so Edison. yeah, I mean, I think in general, right, this is an issue we have because that's the that's a huge uh, yeah. starter of fires. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's just a very clear. <laughs> but I think one story. thing we can all agree on is Edison, from the beginning of the company to today, has never done anything wrong. So we're all we're all on board with that. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. We love, we love our Con Ed again. Yeah. I'm a New Yorker. Hey. Um, <laughs> I have a possibly stupid devil's advocate uh, (laughs) point to bring up here, Mm -hmm. which is the best kind of devil's advocate position, which is like, if we are going to eventually be taking climate change seriously and doing, taking drastic measures to prevent some of the more damaging effects of it, I feel like intermittent power outages are probably like 
would be a part of that, Something right? we should consider. Mm. Or right. like, obviously, there should be planning and exceptions made for people who, you know, are on oxygen support or something like that or, right. or, or need, you know. Give them a chance to get to a hospital or prisons. where there is. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, like, I mean, during, you know, heat waves in prisons, that's probably not one of the times that you would do a right. power outage. But if, if, you're, if you're a responsible <laughs> uh, person making these decisions. But, uh, but I do feel like, Stuff like that, like, which is, you know, to our eyes and in 2019, like a pretty big and disruptive sacrifice is the kind of thing that we should probably have to get used to, though, for, but you it's know. The, but the intent of that sacrifice is completely misplaced. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. And and I do I do not trust their intentions or, yeah. Yeah, theirs like, was purely to be like, nah, man, we, don't, no, we can't we're afford saving a lawsuit. Money. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I think also, too, you'd think, though, this helps spur people on the idea of other energy sources too it's like well what if i if i have solar in certain areas i'm not relying on the grid right to power my home because that's a lot of the problem too with getting a lot of the clean energy around is we have such an old electric electrical Mm -hmm. grid Mm -hmm. that there are serious investments that have to be made on that for yeah for for that kind of power to be transmitted properly but yeah yeah, i think that is you know in general like you think if people be like okay uh no power tuesdays yeah but i think at the end of the day that's putting more responsibility on us than the people who right. are at the levers to be like, rather than yeah. that, why don't we heavily invest in this other thing right. and then we can keep it moving. But yeah. 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 Well, as much as I'd like to continue discussing uh, the only news story we should care about, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. the impending doom of our earth, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, it's time we talk about the fact that people could be putting weed in your kids' Halloween oh, candy. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> the, the Johnstown Ooh. Police Department in Pennsylvania are back at it again. Mm. In my mind, I believe we've talked about this department before when they were asking people to volunteer get drunk for a study. Uh, but either way, they're so active they on just Facebook. doing like viral stunts? I don't know. Could you? Oh, that's probably where we're headed. Oh, Police department sure. doing viral content. I don't know what they get out of it. But like the well, the, if the social media, the head of social media for their police department is like, well, you know, gets promoted. A few viral stunts or like proposal videos can paper over a shooting. Yeah, you know? it's like, right. well, what it's about like that white cop? One. What about the white cop that you know hit them folks at that barbecue? You know what I mean? Right. The dance, yeah. yes, not literally hitting somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dance move. <laughs> you never seen an undercover Millie Rock? Yeah, that shit was hilarious. And they and kiss then, a dog. Is that All the is, is over. Nothing. They just shot a woman rule. fucking in, in her, her own home, home in Fort Worth through a fucking Jesus window. Christ. But upload that video of the police department doing the Harlem Shake. Right. And I I'll mean, be forgotten. To be fair, I do think that cops don't have problems going viral right now, just not for the reasons they would probably like. Yeah, um, right. Possibly. I mean, maybe that's straight the up. idea is that they're. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> that's a straight up for oh. you. Uh, <laughs> the. Um, yeah, may, I I could totally see the meeting where they come up with that strategy of like we got to combat all this negative social media publicity that we're getting out there. Come on, pitch me ideas, guys. Yeah, cops and, can be fun. Yeah, cops what? can be fun. <laughs> this uh, cop was a former break dancer. Well, I wouldn't have known in that. People uniform. need to remember that we are out there protecting their children. What's yeah. a story that we could tell about that? Oh, the, what about that the, child that was shot because they thought he had a gun? Oh, no, not that. Not no, that. No, 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 not no, real the, stories. Uh, the, the, remember how we used to be afraid that people would put razor blades in our candy? Yep. Boom. Yeah. Here we go. There it is. How would that even work? Okay. You bite into a candy bar. <sighs> would, about this a well, no, because I think you, I think you, you push the razor blade into the flesh of the apple and it's then the apple. caramel, ap, the caramel covers over the yeah. actual I eat point apples of insertion. Also, 
just like candy bars with my teeth. What are you the, talking about? The most impervious, the, my well, mouth bones. Yeah, but if you took a full on bite, right? If you took a full on bite though, and there was a razor blade in there, yeah. shit would cut your mouth in yeah, half. Yeah, it's mm. maybe unpleasant. It's just not the most efficient way to do harm via Halloween candy. Sure. Um, this I, on the other this hand, apparently is according to the Johnstown Police Department. They have this whole Facebook post that says, "Attention, the Johnstown <laughs> Police would like to draw extra attention to the Nerds Rope edibles containing 400 <gasps> milligrams of THC." Nerds ropes are so good. <laughs> I know nerds ropes are one Amazing. the goat uh, fucking movie candy. Um, found during a search warrant in Stony Creek. It says, okay, during this Halloween, we urge parents to be ever vigilant in checking their children's candy before allowing them to consume those treats. Drug-laced edibles are packaged like regular candy and may be hard to distinguish from real candy. Okay, now it looks like maybe if you're just like the dude who's making your own wild edibles, you mm-hmm. sell them like this to avoid detection from the police. Not because you have a scheme where you're throwing thousands of dollars away right. to play a sick-ass prank right. on the kids of this town. I want to bankrupt myself by getting a bunch of six-year-olds high. It's a really yeah. good use of my money. I'm give away all of the weed that I bought to sell to, <laughs> just for to these get a kids. bunch of kids. To make their Halloween extra spooky. I mean, you should obviously check your kids' candy. I think that's that's yeah. all fair. Uh, yeah. But I don't know if this is like they're like what? Where do, Kiva mints are those yeah. for kids? I mean, I'll <laughs> personally be giving away jewel pods at my house for this trick or treat. Wow! But yeah, Shit, hell yeah, yeah, first. dude. I just want to be cool with the kids. Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, for me, it's to be cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, that right, right. and some Fortnite stuff. That's right. <laughs> but in the long run, it might right. be just as bad as putting razor blades in an apple. Whoa! Fiberglass truth in the lungs. campaign. Dang, yeah, you're giving them <laughs> fucking Dejarum clove cigarettes. Yeah. Oh my don't god! Don't do that. Um, Wait, what did those really like? What did those do? I mean, remember it other had than that taste myth? delicious. <laughs> I remember the myth was that they would like they would like fiberglass, fiberglass in your lungs, yeah, uh, fiberglass, yeah, because that's why they hit so smooth, dude. Oh yeah, that was like so the sweet. thing. That's why they hit so smooth, dude, because the fucking fiberglass. <laughs> Is four hundred milligrams of THC uh, a strong edible? A that seems yeah. like a lot. That's. Yes, DJ Daniel's head. DJ Daniel is head banging a year. That is too much, kids. Uh, too In much one for go? a elementary school age. Yo, you're few, especially out. on Halloween because shit is like yeah. spooky. You do yeah. like yeah. maybe 15, 20 to yeah. go to sleep. Nice. Would four hundred kill you? <laughs> I don't know if they. I mean, I don't think they found a lethal dose of THC. That there's such a thing. I don't know. I think I found mine, and <laughs> <laughs> like most people, like, I don't know, dude. I died in this IPIC theater. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm right now. I'm in my afterlife. This is all a dream. This would make sense. <laughs> like, this is perjury. Yeah, you're like or anxiety. Purgatory. It's also perjury. perjury. <laughs> Your anxiety attack can kill you, Freddy Krueger style. Like just oh, because you believe right. you're dead. Yes. Oh my god. That's. That's, that's what a new I Freddy Krueger movie happening. Yeah, that's people incredible. With edibles. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a really good idea. <laughs> Freddy Krueger attacks people who are too high. <laughs> <laughs> that is my nightmare, though. Dude, my oh dog. My dude, it feels like my chest is getting yeah, sad. Uh, it's like you are, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like you do this every time, Emily. <laughs> Uh, uh, that sounds so you good. You had guys, one uh, CBD drink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Mine would be that like my hands come alive and kill me because I don't know what to do with you them. You have alien limb syndrome. Right. Yeah, yeah. My hands got a mind of their own. <laughs> <laughs> hitting me. Oh, shit. 
You gotta uh, write that. I know. Gotta it's, write it. Uh, don't steal trademark, that idea. trademark. Trademark. Yep. Trademark. Yep. Trademark. Yep. Trademark. SNL. Don't steal uh, it. That's how that works, right? WGA. <laughs> SNL. Don't uh, steal uh, it. Registration uh, number nine two six eight. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, there you go. Also, I'm posting this here, so you can't repost it on Facebook. Uh, what, what's that thing? What's that mean that everybody fell for? Oh, on Instagram? Oh, I, on there, Instagram. I hereby declare by <laughs> posting this, declare. this is legally binding. Right. Or, um, uh, dude, just uh, email yourself the script, dude. Right. You know, or mail that's, it to yourself. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Done. Put, put in, in the mail mail. Exactly. Real Solved. Mail. Then it's done and Postmarked, done. dude. Then they'll know. Uh, Emily, it's been so fun having you. Thank you for having me. I'm glad we, we covered a lot here. I, I know. Like. We ripped through them. We didn't even get to Dr. Doolittle. I, I mean, no. I mean, I should say Doolittle. Uh, right. yes. The, J- John Doolittle. The, the adventures of Dr. Doolittle. But, yeah. No, it's uh, some dude who does Michael Jackson hat tricks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You only hear a single animal in the trailer talk. Anyways, we'll talk about it. But mm. that Doolittle movie, if you saw the trailer, uh, it cost $175 million. To it make, did? So that's what the movie cost. <laughs> Looks so. like. What's Very, Bernie going to do about, like, Doolittle? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, budgets for Hollywood movies. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, where can people find you, follow you, hear you? I am on Twitter at Emily Yoshida, and I am on Night Call every week on Mondays. It's on this very network. A good show. Uh, yeah, check it out. Give us a night call. We uh, take all sorts of spooky calls yeah, and ghost stories, stuff spooky. like that. So speaking of so spooky, you can't handle it. Hi. Uh, <laughs> night yeah, call. our podcast <laughs> will haunt your dreams. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's about it right now. Uh, that's all I'm doing. <laughs> uh, and is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh yeah. So last night was the. Succession finale, which I understand, uh, Miles has still not watched. I'm sorry about that. It's okay. Um, truly sorry. Uh, I had I had to screen grab this. So this is like so. It's always good to like when when there's a big TV event and you scroll through and you see who's making the funny jokes, right? And this mm-hmm. isn't a funny joke so much as it is just like a really well written tweet that I <laughs> uh, appreciated so much. It was retweeted by somebody else. I don't know who this person is at all, but it earned a follow because I liked it so much. And it's a thread. So I apologize in advance. I stopped pitying Kendall early this season when he showed himself an unrepentant bad brother. My heart of ice never thaws. But when Jeremy Strong acted so hard, bags bloomed under his eyes and hollows grew in his temples like a fearful dark springtime and furling it all in his face. That wasn't makeup and tricky cameras. That was real time, like when you unpack a mattress and the air rushes into its expanding (laughs) foam of memory. Anguish filled his pores as Naomi ripped off his plastic seal around his fragile self-conceit and exposed it to the pitiless sea air. Holy shit. So that's what you have to look forward to on the succession finale. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, and that I should give credit also. This is like a person. Words do. It is at Queen of Bithynia, B-I-T-H-Y-N-I-A. I have no idea who this person is, but all of uh, their tweets are amazing. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, speaking of giving credit where it's due, my, uh, AKA was courtesy of Hannah Soltis and I forgot to say that earlier. Uh-huh. My bad. Uh, thank you, Hannah. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? You can find me, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Um, there's one tweet I like, but there's a couple things that I was brought to my attention. First, uh, Christy Yamaguchi main at ass warfare. Uh, <laughs> there was someone in the subreddit. We talked about like, what the fuck is the point of a tandem bike? We're like, they're useless. Right. Okay. I've been corrected. Uh, they are clear. They can be used very and for very beneficial purposes for people with disabilities. 
So yeah. if you're blind, you can also ride the bike. So I'll put mm. the tandem bike hate, bike hate on pause. There is a reason. But the nah, reason, still not good enough for me. Who hates a tandem <laughs> bike that much? I just don't think they're like when I see them, I'm like, what is this? You're getting in the way. It looks very awkward. When wonky. is the last time you saw a tandem the bike Venice on the boardwalk? Oh, yeah. But that's a <laughs> oh, lawless yeah. zone. Yeah. See, I think that's where it's different. And I realized, too, like, OK, so you know what? That's we live and we learn. Right, and then we right. get loves, according to that diaper commercial. Um, now. <laughs> a tweet that I like comes from Reductress at Reductress. Uh, it looks like a guy who kind of looks like Ben Shapiro contemplating. It says, quote, I just don't think a woman can beat Trump right now, says man who is the reason for this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Ew. That about sums it up. Also, Wednesday. Oh, that's tomorrow. Check this out. This is your final warning. Final warning. Check out Anna Hosnia and Shireen Yunez doing Ethnically Ambiguous Live at the Hungry Brain at 7 p.m. Pull up or don't. Do. Wait. You should. No, pull also, up pull or up. shut up. That's the one I That's meant. That's the one. Hell yeah. So go out there, uh, support the Zeit family. And, yes. You know, and show your faces. You know, they would love to see you. Yes. We would love to see you. And they're so fun to hang out with. Uh, on podcast or in person. I had a wonderful time on, on yeah. their podcast. Oh, yeah. and the, the people who go to the show will too. Yes. If you haven't seen it, look at their Throwback Thursday, like real from when Ethnically Ambiguous was a video show. It's a delight. If you really want to get into the lore. Uh, Soren brought something to my attention. Soren Bowie at Soren Limited LTD. A tweet from Marlo Stern, which said, signed photo of Brendan Fraser at this East Village bar is the best. And it's just a signed photo uh, written on it. I like the steak. It was my favorite part. I was in the mummy. Brendan Fraser. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. Uh, No no punctuation between it was my favorite part. I was in the mummy, which is important. This is a bonus tweet and one like I can't quote verbatim because I don't have it. But did you guys see that the Pope was tweeting about like new saints that I guess got um, what, what happens when you make a saint? What's canonized? The, canon is that it? Yeah, canonized? Yeah. yeah. And uh, hashtag saints. And because there was a saints game going on, the little flirtily came up like it was oh, like really? the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> He's like, congratulations hashtag to our new saints. saints. Uh, the Pope. Shout out uh, hashtag who that nation. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, what? Uh, Thank you, Pontifex. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode. As well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what's that gonna be today? Uh, let's go out on a track by Patsu featuring Shiloh called I'm Closing My Eyes. This this song's been sampled before, but this original beat, uh, nice because it has a very kind of like lo-fi sort of singer-songwriter on acoustic guitar sample, and then you bring in that nice deep sidechain compression and the nice drums. It's mm. a it's a mostly instrumental track, but you know, just a nice, nice and easy. Is that the one you were playing earlier? Yeah, that I played yeah. twice in a row. Yeah, yep. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for today. We will be back tomorrow because it is a daily podcast, and we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.